I personally find objective statements useless because the obvious goal is you're trying to find your next job. So I never recommend anyone include an objective statement on their resume. Not having a professional summary on your resume is a missed opportunity and could potentially hurt your chances of getting an interview for four reasons. This is Chan with The Plan, the podcast, a podcast providing career advice and easy, actual steps for frustrated professionals, helping you overcome career challenges so you stop feeling confused and defeated and start feeling focused and confident in order to excel in your career. I'm your host, Max Chan. Now let's dive into the episode. Your resume is the first and often only chance to make a lasting impression on potential employers. The resume serves as a snapshot of your professional experience and skills, and it can be a critical factor when it comes to deciding whether you get the job or not. That's why it's crucial to create a strong and compelling resume that accurately showcases your strengths and makes you stand out from the competition. However, as a career coach, speaking to hundreds of professionals and reviewing hundreds of resumes, many people still make costly resume mistakes that are destroying their job search, leading to frustration and feeling defeated. In this video, I'll highlight five main resume mistakes you must avoid so you don't cost yourself your dream job. The first mistake is putting your education above your experience. When you put your education above your experience, you are emphasizing the wrong information as you are indirectly telling the recruiter or hiring manager that you lack relevant work experience. In today's world, recruiters and hiring managers are primarily looking for candidates with relevant work experience for the role they're trying to fill, not academic credentials. It's always best to list your work experience first, followed by education, certifications, and other relevant information that complements your professional profile, as your relevant work experience is the most important factor in securing an interview and job offer. Mistake number two. Your resume bullet points are a bunch of job duties. Focusing solely on job duties and not achievements and impact that you have made in the roles you have been in throughout your career can weaken your chances from standing out from the competition for five reasons. First, it makes it hard for the recruiter and hiring manager to see the value you bring to the role and organization. Second, it does not differentiate you from other candidates as many candidates have similar job duties and responsibilities. Third is if you've been in the same field slash role at multiple companies, your bullet points will start getting repetitive as you'll generally be performing similar responsibilities across those companies. Number four, listing only job duties does not showcase your critical thinking and problem solving skills, which are vital for any company looking to hire someone to help improve the overall performance of the business. And finally, the last reason why you shouldn't have only job duties on your resume is that only listing job duties does not communicate your ability to drive results and make a positive impact to the organization. The best way to quantify and showcase your achievements in your resume is using strong action verbs and numbers for your bullet points. For example, if you are in marketing, instead of saying conducted market research and analysis, change it to conducted in-depth market research and analysis, resulting in a 10% increase in target audience engagement and a 7% increase in product sales, through the implementation of targeted marketing campaigns. The third mistake you should avoid making on your resume is the skills section highlighting nothing but generic soft skills. I'm a big believer in the skills section. However, most professionals still do it wrong by listing a bunch of generic soft skills, such as leadership, problem solver, team player, but that doesn't tell the recruiter or hiring manager anything about you of substance. The main reason why listing generic soft skills could hurt your chances of getting an interview with your resume is that it lacks uniqueness and can be perceived as cliche because many candidates use generic soft skills in their resume, making it difficult for the recruiter or hiring manager to distinguish you from other candidates and why you are special compared to other candidates that they are reviewing. 
Instead, your skill section should focus more on your technical skills, such as programming languages, softwares that you are advanced in, or having strong knowledge in a specific area in your field, such as software development lifecycle, if you're in project management, or forecasting if you're in finance. An additional tip, you want to review the job ad you will be applying to and see what are the most important keywords for that job ad and integrate those into your skill section. You can usually find the most important keywords in the job ad by looking at the qualifications slash requirements section of the job ad. Mistake number four, not having a career summary on your resume. I want to preface this by saying that a professional summary is different than an objective statement. A professional summary is a brief paragraph that appears at the top of your resume that provides an overview of your relevant skills, experiences, and achievements that helps give the reader a quick snapshot of your qualifications. When done right, a summary should be concise, yet powerful, and helps set you apart from other candidates. An objective statement, on the other hand, is a brief statement that outlines your career goals and the specific job or position that you're seeking. I personally find objective statements useless because the obvious goal is you're trying to find your next job. So I never recommend anyone include an objective statement on their resume. Not having a professional summary on your resume is a missed opportunity and could potentially hurt your chances of getting an interview for four reasons. First, it's a missed opportunity. A summary provides an opportunity for you to summarize your relevant skills, experiences, and achievements, and to show what sets you apart from other candidates. Without a summary, this information might not be immediately apparent for recruiters and hiring managers. Number two, lack of context. A summary helps to provide context for the rest of your resume and can help give a clear picture of your skills and experiences. Without a summary, your resume might seem disjointed or lack context. Third, no hook. A well-written summary can be a hook that captures the attention of the recruiter and hiring manager and encourages them to read the rest of your resume. Without a summary, your resume may be overlooked. And finally, no alignment with the job ad. Having a summary is a great way to customize your resume for a specific job ad and show how your skills and experiences are relevant to the job without having to spend hours customizing and tailoring your entire resume for each job. By not having a summary, it will make it difficult for the recruiter or hiring manager reading your resume to connect the dots and how your experience is relevant to what they are looking for in their next hire. And the number five resume mistake that you should avoid when writing your resume is bad formatting. Content on your resume is king, but not presenting it well is going to hurt your chances of getting an interview. Here are four examples of bad common formatting practices you need to avoid when writing your resume. Number one is using hard to read font, such as a script or handwriting style font. Number two, poor use of white space. As poor use of white space will give your resume a cluttered appearance, making the resume unprofessional and difficult to read. Third example of a bad formatted resume is overly designed resumes. This can be using too many colors, graphics, or any additional images, because using these on your resume can make your resume too distracting making it hard for the recruiter and hiring manager to see your relevant skills and experience. Speaking of images, the last example of a bad formatted resume is having a photo of yourself on your resume. At least in North America, having a photo of yourself on your resume is generally not recommended as it can lead to discrimination based on factors such as age, gender, religion, or physical appearance. In addition, some employers may view the inclusion of a photo as unprofessional or inappropriate, which could negatively impact your chances of getting invited for an interview. A good formatted resume is clean, simple, and easy to read with consistent formatting and effective use of white space. To recap, the five mistakes you must avoid when writing your resume so you don't cost yourself the job are putting your education above your experience, having nothing but job duties as bullet points for your resume, using a bunch of generic soft skills in your skills section, not having a professional summary on your resume, and having a badly formatted resume that's distracting and hard to read.
Writing a strong resume is crucial in showcasing your skills and qualifications to potential employers. By avoiding these five resume mistakes and follow best resume writing practices, such as using clear and concise language, highlighting your achievements, and tailoring your resume to specific requirements of the job, you can increase your chances of standing out and landing your dream job. So take the time to craft a well-written resume and best of luck in your job search. If you found this content helpful and want additional career advice and job search tips, make sure to like and subscribe. And I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this content valuable, here's three ways I can help you achieve your career goals for free. First, subscribe to this podcast as I post two episodes a week. Number two, leave a five-star review as this helps build the credibility of the show so we can gain access to more influential people to interview and bring those lessons to you to help elevate your career. And number three, connect with me on social media. There's a link in the show notes for you to click on that compiles all my active social media accounts, making it easy for you to find me and connect with me. Thank you again for listening. And until next time, Thank you.